For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. Richie, uh, Steve Peichel filled a huge hole today for the 2023-2024 basketball program. He added uh, former Marist and Hartford and FIU guard Austin Williams, uh, who has had two really good seasons at uh, at Hartford. He averaged 14 a game in 21. 21- or in 2020, 2021, he averaged 16 a game in 2021, 22. Um, he was named first team all AEC in 21, 22. He was named conference tournament player uh, MVP in 2021 when Hartford made the NCAA tournament. A lot to talk about on this guy, but uh, talk about how this commitment came together. Yeah. So um, kind of, they've been searching a portal for a guard for quite some time. Um they were reaching out to a couple guys. I know they were. There was rumors about Jeremiah Williams, who no relation, obviously, but at Iowa State, um, he was telling people he was going to come on a visit, but never scheduled a visit. So that was a weird situation. Um, he's all. He was hearing from a bunch of guys. Ithio Horton, who visited Texas and Kansas recently, it was reported. Or I don't even know if we reported it to be honest, because it just was it was null and void after Austin Williams visited. But. Uh, he was supposed to be on an official visit as well. And then Austin Williams does sneak on the campus without anyone knowing. And then TKR broke the news. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we uh, we found out the news and we posted it, I want to say, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? I don't even remember what day it was. But, uh, yeah, he um, he ended up uh, committing on the visit technically from what we were told. Uh, he had some stuff to finish up in the classroom. He had a summer class he had to finish, and that's kind of what we were just waiting on. And here we are. He is now committed. So this is just a really good get for Rutgers. I, I think you found your starting two guard, in my opinion. He's going to complement Fernandes pretty well, I think, because he doesn't doesn't really have an outside shot where Fernandes does. Um, he's kind of just driving to the rim for the most part. Most of the, and he's a good finisher, good little crossover move, solid dribbler. Has some vision too because he does kick to the big man a couple of times in this this lone lone highlight tape that I found because there's not much out there on him. I think it's like a minute long, minute and a half long. But uh, yeah, good scorer. Uh, he looks like he could finish at the rim, like I said. And uh, I think this is just an overall good get for Rutgers considering where we're at in in uh, July. <laughs> yeah, and I think the the only reason he's still in the portal is that. He's got this knee injury that he, was, you know, he transferred to FIU. And let's talk about like, before we talk about his injury. Typically, when you have a guy who's in his seventh year going on his fourth school, that's kind of major red flag territory. But I kind of yeah. want to debunk that a bit because he he gets recruited to Marist by 
uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Maker. His, his, uh, I forget. I don't know. Anyway, he gets recruited his to, to Marist. His coach gets let go after his freshman year. They bring in a new coach, John Dunn, and it just you know when the, when a coaching change happens, they want their guys. He only started three games his first two years at Marist. He transfers to Hartford. He you know blows up as a player, becomes one of their leading scorers. Hartford then decides right. to you know get rid of basketball at the division division one level, so mm-hmm. he decides to transfer to FIU. FIU he gets hurt. And then he decides to leave there as well. Um, Mike Maker, ironically. Mike Maker, okay. I don't know how you forgot that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to assume that he just had the coolest first name in the world, but uh, I guess he does. He sounds like not a bad guy. Teacher. Um, <laughs> so he, he leaves FIU after not playing due to a knee injury. Um you know, he, it sounded like he had knee surgery in the off season before uh, last season for FIU. He ends up not playing. He's originally from Seton Hall Prep, so he's a New Jersey guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 6'4", 200 pounds. It's not, like I said, it's not a traditional guy bouncing around. It's not like a Willie Tyler type where he's just kind of like One, not two, happy everywhere two, he goes. Five. Yeah. Uh, Austin Williams, he, he made a huge impact at, at, at Hartford. Mm-hmm. Um to talk about, I guess, what he brings as a player. Because it's, you know, we added Noah Fernandes, who has mm-hmm. a very specific style of play. He's, you know, very ball dominant. He's got a great outside shot. Austin Williams is a much different player than Noah Fernandes. Yeah, Austin Williams is a guy who's going to get it at, like, the wing, at the top of the wing, and then basically pull a dribble move and cut right to the rim. Um, I think you'll even see him cutting when he doesn't have the ball, off ball in his hands. And uh, Oh, jeez, I can't talk. He's, I think he's still going to cut to the rim perfectly, and on when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's just a good finisher at that rim. Um, he doesn't really get too high. He's not crazy athletic or anything like that. Um, so he's – I don't want to say he's the complete opposite of Derek Simpson, but, like, they're different too. Derek's a lot more athletic. Might be the most athletic on the team, actually. Um, but this this kid just does a quick dribble move and then gets right to the rim. Good, Like I said before, good finisher. Um, on the left and right side, he's shown he can do both in this little tape I've seen. And, and he can score. Like It's not like he's he can hit the three occasionally. He's not going to hit them consistently, in my opinion, because his, his shot does seem like it starts out really low. And that's that's obviously not going to work when you're being contested. But uh, he, he has hit them in the past. Like he's there's, there's been games where he goes four of six, three of four I'm looking at, and then he goes one of eight one of four, one of five. And it's like, all right, hit or miss on the three ball, but he can hit the three ball if he's open, which is nice. Um, also, he's a really good rebounder. He's had games where he's had 13 rebounds, 10 rebounds, 15 rebounds even. Um, most notably, I would say the game against Baylor in NCAA tournament when, mind you, they lost, but when they took on Hartford and the year that Baylor won it all, he put up, I'm looking right now, where is he? Put up 19.7 rebounds. Um, three assists, two steals, and a block. Like that's for a Hartford kid against the national champion, future national champions at that point, and Baylor is significant. Played thirty nine oh, yeah. minutes. Like almost played the whole game at that point. Um, seven of fourteen, five of eight, or uh, two of six from three. So that goes back to what I was saying before when he's not a great three point shooter, but he doesn't need to be. And on on top of it, he's a really good defender as well. He's had games where he's uh, had five steals before, like. He's a really solid defender, and 
I know people are going to knock on his competition because it's Marist, it's Hartford. I, I don't count FIU because he technically didn't play there. Um, but yeah, they're going to be. There's a knock on his competition. But again, I said this before. Quasi Yaboa made the jump from the AEC, yeah, AEC to the Big Ten, no problem whatsoever. Mind you, different player completely. I think basketball is a lot easier to transition from the lower levels to the higher levels. Hence, why you're seeing all these lower level guys going up to high major and being very successful. FDU is my favorite example because not they plucked D2 guys and made a yeah. tournament run with them. D2 guys, D2 coach, and made a significant – like, nice, yeah, no, that's, you know what? That's significant, yeah. Um, and they made – like, dom- not, not dominated, but they made, they made, like, Purdue look bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's just be honest here. Like, it's not that crazy to pick up a guy like this. So mind you, as long as he's healthy – I think this is a great addition. I think he's your starting two guard. You're not being a seventh year guy coming in, uh, averaging what? What he averages last season when healthy, fifth, eight, 16 points per game and yeah. five rebounds, three assists, 50% field goal percentage. Like he's not coming in to be a backup. I know everyone wanted like Derek Simpson. There was talking about Derek Simpson as a starting two guard. No, but I think Derek's role off the bench as the first guard in off the bench. He's going to play significant minutes regardless. People are going to judge it because they're like, he's not a starter. He's going to be pissed off. No, it doesn't matter. He's still going to play a shit ton of minutes. Like, he'll be perfectly fine. And he brings a totally different um, game to the court. So that's the other thing. Um, I think that it's probably, if I'm just guessing right now, it's Fernandes, Williams, Griffiths, and then Mag when he comes back, and then Cliff. And then you got your bench of Hyatt, who's uh, – veteran at this point you have a bench of Derek simpson who's who's stepped up a lot last or last late last season um antoine wolfolk emmanuel ogbo are going to compete for that backup five role and one of them is going to get five to ten minutes a game or maybe they both get five i don't see much more than that because i think cliff's on the court for at least 30 plus again because you kind of need them (laughs) like yeah well We'll wait and see what happens, but um, this is a great get for Rutgers considering where you're at in the, in the year, in the offseason. And seventh-year guy, played at a lower level, but he's he's a really good scorer at the rim, and I think he'll be perfectly fine in the Big Ten. Yeah, and if you just kind of look at his peripheral numbers, like he he shot about in his last – in his two seasons at Hartford. I'm going to throw out his Marist stats because they're kind of insignificant. So his two seasons. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At Hartford, he shot about 32% from three on mm-hmm. about three attempts a game. He shot 65% from the line, which isn't great. Neither of those numbers are great, but they're not atrocious either. They would still be right up there with the, some of the top players from Rutgers last year. And then if you kind of dive even deeper, if you look at his postseason run in 2021 and 20 or in 2021, in, in terms of the four conference tournament games and the NCAA tournament game, he averaged 21 points a game, eight rebounds a game. He shot 81% from the line. He shot 63% from the field. He shot 50% from three on pretty decent volume, about four attempts a game. And these are all including, uh, in the second round, they were playing Albany, and he got into foul trouble. So he only played 20 minutes in that game. 
So if Keneally only scored 11 points and had one rebound. So even including that, he averaged 21 and eight. This is a guy who really rose to the occasion in the postseason, And he has NCAA tournament experience. Not many transfer portal guys you could say have been in the tournament. We have a few guys now. It's, it's tough to, to believe that even though we made two straight tournaments, we don't have many guys on the team anymore that actually played in the tournament. We have Hyatt, we have Cliff, we have uh, now uh, Fernandes hasn't, uh, but Austin Williams has. So these are the kind of guys you need who in tough moments are going to rise to the occasion. He's a seventh year player. So he's got, he's got a ton of experience play. He's seen a lot. He's been in a lot of venues. He's going to be able to really impart a lot of basketball knowledge on our younger guys, which we need. We need veteran presence because we lost a lot of veterans in the offseason. Yeah. What was his three point percentage again? In his, <clears throat> in his five postseason games, so including conference tournament, he shot mm-hmm. 10 of 20 from three. So he oh, shot 50% from three in those yeah. five tournament games. I mean, uh, mind you, like, it's not like this is a deep ball team either. Like, no. he's going to be in the higher range because you lost Cam. You lost Mulcahy. Those were your top two, which Mulcahy at 37% as a top two is not great. Uh, Palmquist, which I, I guess you count technically, um, at 36%. And then it's a significant drop. It's 30% for Hyatt, 30% for Mag, uh, 21% for Derek. Like it's so that he's still going to be near the top for three point percentage, it seems like. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think this is a great addition, like I said before. And you, you mentioned it. There's not a lot of tournament experience on this team, so that's very helpful for a team that wants to make the tournament again after getting kind of screwed twice. Yeah. So, um, the last thing I have. So this puts us at eleven scholarships for this next season. Yes. How do you see? And you've already talked about how you think he keeps one open. So how do you think they yeah. fill that last scholarship? Um, I think you probably have to go with a forward. Now you need a forward type that's not going to step in front of mag because once mags back he's the starting four in my opinion this is where it gets tricky so griffiths considers himself to be a guard so i mean it's position about positionless basketball so i mean you could tell him he's the two and you could tell williams he's he's the wing doesn't really matter at that point honestly that might be the better scenario that now that i think about it because williams has better defensive skills in my opinion than griffiths and griffiths is going to be a freshman so it's a little tough to say hey go guard their best scorer so I'm going to put Williams yeah. on him instead. Um, so maybe it is Fernandes, Griffiths, and Williams, but I think it's some combo of those three. And then you got you to get a four. Now, I don't know who that four is going to be. Um, one name I keep liking to mention is Samba Diallo out of uh, – where the hell is he from? UMass. Yes. Um, UMass, he's played with Fernandes in the past. I think he's actually out of Manhattan previously, or this past season was Manhattan. Senegal okay. native, Pope John High School uh, alum, so he's a Jersey guy. Um, he's 6'7", 195. He's not great build, but he's similar to Mag. And then on top of that, Mag also wants to play the three from what we've been told. Yep. Now, again, position was basketball. I'm putting Mag on probably their four because their four is going to have a similar build on defense. Offense, you're going to move around, so it doesn't really matter regardless. Like like I said, it doesn't matter where you're sitting, but uh, whatever you're slotted at technically, but – I do think that he's a kid I would probably keep a close eye on. He doesn't do anything crazy. Uh, played all 30 games last year for Manhattan. Averaged 6, 5, and 1.2 steals per game. So he's, he's kind of similar build and similar player to Mag um, at like a little bit of a lower level. So I would probably keep an eye on, close eye on that one. 
I would personally, I'm going after a four. I haven't heard anything of what they want to get. Maybe they go after another guard because why not? I mean, or like a wing type. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to thrust Griffiths like right into that role. Or maybe Williams comes off the bench, but I, I just can't see Williams coming off the bench as a seventh year guy. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't really know what you do. So I think you probably go with a three, four type, someone that can play next to Mag if need be in the future and just fill in Mag's role while he's missing for probably till December, to be honest with you. So at the very earliest, I would say he's back on the court for Rutgers in December. In terms of practicing, I don't think he'll probably practice till mid to late November at the minimum. And that's, that's talking like we're on time for his injury update, which nowadays I would say with today's medicine and everything, he's that it's almost impossible not to be on time, but we'll see. His rehab's going pretty well from what I've been told. Yeah, that's great to hear because Mag will certainly be a, a key piece in any postseason run Rutgers makes this year. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of all I got. Uh, this is a big commitment for Rutgers next year. Um, we'll be probably one of the top three scorers on the team, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. uh, and also be a huge veteran presence. So great job by Pike getting a guy like him in this late because – you look at the portal and who's available, it's pretty slim pickings at this point. And that's why a guy like Paul Mulcahy can get $400,000. And that's why a guy like Cam Spencer can get several hundred thousand dollars. Like when you, uh, when you're at this point and you realize, Oh shit, we're not as good as we thought we are. We need this. We need that. Or we struck out earlier in the portal. Uh, <clears> yeah, these guys become even more valuable. So great job by Pike. That's yeah, all I got. Yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to hit on? That's that's pretty much it. Like you said, great addition. Um, you, you said top three scorer, and I, I'm kind of sticking to that too. Uh, and that's why he's a starter. So just get yes. it out of your head. Get, <laughs> get it all out of your yep. head. I know everyone loves Derek, thinks he's going to be great, but his shooting percentages weren't phenomenal last year. He did struggle at times late, so let's, let's just relax a bit. Now, he's still going to play a lot of minutes. He's a good player, but this kid is your starting guard slash wing, depending on Griffith's role, I guess. Yep. I agree. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for listening. It's been another edition of the Report Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.